It is Thursday, Thursday night football, not Monday night football, Michael. So keep that guy <laughs> off the screen. We're not going there. It's in Viernes, and we are jacked up. I mean, jacked up for the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. Jeff, first off, big warm welcome to the live. Welcome to people on Friday morning as well on the podcast. I'm not jacked up at all. For the, the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. Dude. dude, this is your donkeys on, on TV tonight. It is. It is. What are you saying? That, I you mean, saying there's no chance? You saying they got no shot? No shot whatsoever. It's not out there. You know, I, I do agree with one thing. It, this would be the biggest upset since Rocky won. You know what? And Sean Payton will be at center field in the middle of the stadium going, Adrian! Yo, Adrian! I can't follow that. Oh, my God. Jeff, we, can you believe it's week six? How the hell have we got the six weeks already? What's going on, man? It's the season, Mike. It's the season. And you know what? It, we are very shortly going to be on your shores. And we are going to be touring Ireland, courtesy of 8-8 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both the UK and Ireland. And, Michael, how are we doing with ticket sales so far, my man? Jeff, we're, we're doing good. We're in Glasgow in eight weeks. And we're in Manchester the week after. So looking forward to that. Still working on a Glasgow venue. Um, so bear with me, folks, on that there. But in terms of Ireland, uh, yeah, we're doing well. Belfast is, is, is going swimmingly. Uh, Cork is almost sold out. Dublin is sold out. Galway is flying. Limerick is doing really, really well. I sound like Donald Trump here. And the dog's nice. Yeah. And where else? Where else are we going? Derry. There's like 20 people already going to Derry, which does not sound impressive. But it's the northwest of Ireland. Like that is really impressive. So I think we'll get to 80, 100 people in there. I haven't buzzed I mean, look, I'm really excited for the Northern dates because I'm from that area. And more importantly for me, like I know a lot of people from Ireland listen to this. This is the biggest weekend in 35 years, sport-wise for us. So we're all very nervous. I'm presuming you're not supporting the All Blacks this Saturday. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second now. Because I actually talked to one of my players today who is Samoan and I told him the, the tweet that you put out the other day. See, you, think, you don't think I pay attention. You put out a tweet that you had a dream that one of the Irish players during the haka broke ranks and went over and challenged the entire New Zealand team. Yeah. I yeah. would love, that would be, that would make rugby history. Rugby history. It's um, you also look. you also did you not right did you you were on a broadcast of NFL Ireland right Irish your Irish NFL show right and you're there with two of your colleagues and you broke the spell you you called it now yeah immediately those guys. I mean, they, they even sat back in their chairs. They were so taken aback by the fact that you had now cursed the Irish team. Yeah. I, I need you to address that, Mike. I, I need you to address that here in front of 
everybody. As my as one of my old coaches used to say, Mike, I need you to address that in front of God in Dallas, Texas. Well, first off, for people listening, I changed my microphone there now, so if I sound, <laughs> um, I ju- I've just got a feeling. I don't know what it is. I've never felt like this before. Um, we're we're, we're never good at anything, ever. What? In my lifetime, this is the first time in my lifetime that where I'm from has a chance of dominating the world. So I'm very excited for Saturday night. I'm genuinely concerned about getting to the game at Tottenham on Sunday <laughs> if they win. So we'll see. <laughs> um, but no, look, I'm, I'm buzzing. I can't wait. And I know Jeff will be wearing his green Ireland jersey because he has one. You know what? So- and this one, this one, and I will because of what Ireland means to me. But this is one that is bittersweet if Ireland wins because I've always been an All Blacks fan. But you know what? I agree with you for your country, your nation, your Ireland. Your Ireland. To even get to this place, I think is incredible. And for them, for them to win it would be an, I mean, just an amazing, amazing story. So I got my the end of this podcast. I got my too. Well, thank you, but it would it would be the end of this podcast. I mean, that would be it to the year. <laughs> that would be it. And look, the last thing I'll say is they're they're the number one team in the world. So let's see. Who let's, is Ireland? Ireland, yeah. So let's see. And I know there's a lot of people watching this tonight or listening, going, "Michael, will you shut up?" Saturday night, baby. Saturday night. Uh, I'm I'm excited, Jeff. I'm excited about the football as well. Like, let, let, Let's get into their picks. We're going to do questions, folks, in the second podcast. So if you're watching this live, questions, search Jeff Ryan Bull Show or Pro Football Ireland on YouTube. You can give Jeff a super thanks. They'll give you a hug in person in Ireland uh, if, if you want. And we'll, we'll shout you out. Please, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do like, share, subscribe as well. Shout out to Fred, Brandon, watching. F- feel free to put in questions, boys, and we'll get there. Jeff... I'll make this short and sweet. The Chiefs are going to destroy the Denver Broncos in Thursday Night Football. Tell me otherwise. I, I think it's going to be a little closer than people think. Now, for the Broncos, and I and I, I did a, a video breakdown, how the Broncos can survive, right, and how the Chiefs need to beat the Broncos. But we'll release that on Twitter on X tonight. But I, I think it's important to understand that What's going, what's happening now in Denver, they're now starting to shed some salaries. They're starting to shed some older players that haven't produced. And I think that's a smart move by the Broncos. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win tonight. It just means that what they're doing is they're recognizing that they've got some guys that, you know, whether it's Gregory or Clark or whoever, that were high-priced guys that they brought in with the expectation that they were going to make an impact. They haven't made an impact. And if you don't make an impact, you got two choices as an organization. You either live with your mistake and continue to pay bad money or you cut your losses, move on and, you know, give the give young guys a chance to play and, and you know, save that salary and all those other things that that go with that. I think it's a smart move because they're not going to be a playoff team this year. Right. And they they brought those guys in with the mindset that they were going to make a playoff run. It's not going to happen. So I think which the best thing you can do is address the situation aggressively, which I think Coach Payton and the organization are doing. I think that's positive. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not happy at the whole Frank Clark situation. I, I like I, I understand what you're saying in regards to that in terms of the financial and you move on. I think it's poor management. I think it's poor management by George Payton. He should never have been there if that was the motive of the player. Uh, it's a shit show. And well, I can Mike, say that. Mike, let me let me under, let me kind of give you a sense of what happens in when you're negotiating contracts with veteran players. You pay a rookie for what he's capable of, right? You pay a veteran for what he's done, right? So, you know, it's really easy to overpay a veteran who's had success and, you know, brings you, you know, a Super Bowl ring and all the other things that, that Clark brought to that organization. But there comes a time for veteran players when it's over, right? And you have to, you have to be hard enough about it to recognize, hey, I made a mistake. We made a mistake. We thought this guy was going to come in and help us get better, help us, you know, be, be a pass rusher that can, you know, get us sacks and be productive. And he hasn't done that, and neither was Gregory. And so when that's the case, the, to me, the best thing you can do is, is move on. Accept your, accept your you know, responsibility, accept your role in the whole thing, and then just move forward. London. London. Let's go swiftly on here. Ravens Titans uh, was announced this evening on Thursday evening for people on the podcast. Trellon Burks will not be in London. Titans going over very late, Jeff. Ravens came over earlier in the week, Monday night, took Tuesday off, trained on Wednesday. I know they've been struggling offensively in certain elements. I, I think they win this game. I don't think Tennessee is really into this as much as they should be. And I, I'm going to take the Ravens winning the game in London. I hope it's close for a neutral. It's been a very enjoyable few weeks and props to the NFL for everything they've done from the NFL Academy game the other night to the two games in London to the NFL experience and really doing what they've done to build it up in London and learn, in my opinion, the lessons from Germany last year. I think they really tried their best to make it a real fun experience. I know there's still work to be done and, and I'm sure they'll admit that themselves. But um, it's hard to believe it's my third weekend in a row in London. My body can't take much more, so I'm glad it's the last one. Ravens, Ravens by 14, Jeff. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, I, a couple of interesting things about what you said. Number one, the last time the Ravens came here was the worst defeat in, you know, in the Harbaugh era, right? And it was because they came in on Friday and played a game on Sunday. And I did that game at Sky, and I was I remember being on the field with, at that time, Marty Morningwig was the offensive coordinator. Marty's a friend of mine. And, and uh, uh, you know, we were talking, and, you know, they were tired. You could see. You could see it in the football team. They were tired. The coaches were tired. Wink Martindale, who's a friend of mine, they were tired and they played tired. And if you remember, they were dominated by the Jaguars. This is the third week in London. The, I think the Ravens have learned. They were in early. They're going to acclimate to this to their surroundings. They've given the kids an opportunity to get out and see London and do all that kind of stuff. Minimize the distractions as we, as we get closer to game day. And I think the offense is a work in progress. Yes, but I think they'll have enough offense to beat the Titans. Three weeks to Frankfurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw again that game. Commanders at Falcons. Jeff, I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. I was going to have the crack with the Commanders, but no, the, the Falcons are at home. Bijan's going to run over them. Falcons are going to improve to four and two, Jeff. Really putting the market out of that division. Yeah. No, I was really disappointed with the Commanders last week. I, I really thought that they were going to come out and play better than they did. They played just really, really uninspired football. Atlanta, 
on the other hand, you know, they, they're not pretty, but they find a way to do it, right? Ritter, you know, isn't exactly what you want. You know, I mean, they're, they're not a pretty football team. They're kind of a gritty, tough, find a way to win football team. And, you know, they never ask you how. They just ask how many when they're talking about wins at the end of the season. So I think the Falcons will get this one. Okay, okay, nice one. Uh, Vikings at the Bears in the toilet bowl at the moment. Both teams are one and four, and you almost forget that the Bears won a football game, Jeff. I think Kirk Cousins finally gets a win for the first time in, in a little while. Vikings go to, to two and four. Bears drop to one and five, but can continue to sink down. Lots of problems at a lot of teams this year, Jeff, but certainly these two teams are standouts. Well, you know, it was interesting to me, Mike, listening to Kirk Cousins being, you know, asked in the media at a press conference the other day about the possibility, would he waive his no-cut contract, clause in his contract, to get out of Minnesota if a contender wanted to come pick him up? And he was very focused on and, and dodged the question, you know, as well as he dodges the rush and said, you know, hey, my focus is be 1-0 this week, which is the cliche answer. But, again, I think that's another side story to all of this, um, you know, just as we were about to bury the bears a few weeks ago, they came out and played better. So I'm going to take the bears in an upset. Oh, well, there's the TikTok reel. I'm sure you enjoyed that flag football. TikTok. Here, man, people were liking that on your droves the other day. Uh, Seahawks Bengals. The game is in Cincinnati. Seattle are coming off a bye week. The last time they played was against the New York giants on Monday night football. And they frankly humbled them. Seattle, trumbling along in positive fashion jeff i feel like cincinnati need to win more than anyone in the league they need to put a marker down after last week that positivity i'll take cincy in a close one looking forward to this game looking forward to watching it in the press room in tottenham with one tv and coffee and the bags of sandwiches at the end have you ever done late shift in tottenham Pardon me? have you ever done the late shift in tottenham after no. a game on sky too no. or too early in the year for you but i know i, I must you do the digging. Tax Neil and find out the crack. Um, is like, is Neil J. Bell and Phoebe going to be like? Obviously, the game is on Sky on on Tuesday. On Tuesday, what am I talking about? On Saturday, on Sunday. <laughs> um, and are they? Do you know if they're going to stay there all night? Is that the plan? Because the, the Iranian think, NFL guys are in London as well. You see. So. So what what I believe is going to happen is that they're going to do a presence from that game, and then some of the crew is going to go back to Sky and do the evening, do the late games. So again, I don't. I think it's. I think actually, Phoebe is one of the ones that's going to go back to Sky and do the late games. Uh, Hannah and Phoebe. That's my understanding, but I don't know that for a one hundred percent truism. Um, yeah, th this is going to be an interesting game. You talk about a, a, you know, you talk about teams that win ugly, right? We're talking about the the Bengals and the Seahawks. The, the Seahawks, you know, you look at their record and and you say, wow because there's nothing exciting about them to me, really. Um, you know, but I thought we saw the first glimpses of what all of us expected the Cincinnati Bengals to be last week. And I think they'll continue to build on that, grow with that. And, you know, Jamar Chase, isn't it amazing how Jamar Chase comes alive? I think he had, what, 14 targets last week? How he comes alive when Joe Burrow is on point. And I think that's a good, good sign for Bengal Nation. And I'm going to take the Bengals. Bengal Nation. 
Bengal Nation. Get your questions in, folks, in case you're watching live. We'll get back to them in the second part of this podcast, which is also available in audio format. Niners at the Browns, uh, UK faithful. I've got an official watch party with somebody very special in London. I can't say who it is. It's really good. Go down to that if you get a chance. Also, the Irish lads have got their first ever watch party in Dublin. Massive props to Owen and Mark. They've been massive supporters um, of Pro Football Ireland, and I, I honestly owe them an awful lot, so I can't speak highly enough about the Niners fans in Ireland. I think they'll get a win, Jeff. I think the Niners will march on 6-0 and beat the Browns in Cleveland. Can we get a woof-woof? I won't give you a bow wow. I know that because I think wow. I think the 49ers are gonna walk into the dog pound and come away with a victory. So the very they're the best foot they're in my opinion, the best team in football right now, top to bottom. I think there's some other really good teams in the league, but right now I take the 49ers and big, big shout out to all the Irish faithful having your first watch party. That is a momentous occasion. And again, to everybody that helped organize that, I think that's fantastic. We hope to see tons of the faithful as we come to Ireland for our tour in January. We'll see at any of the any of the, the uh, tour stops while we're in Ireland. And also for people in the UK, massive shout out to Flackers, Paul Hope, the boys at Fort UK. Great lads. I, I miss the crack doing that Niners podcast. I know I know Big Red, Bill Gavin's a big Niners man as well. So <laughs> shout out to those boys. I, I'm presuming, I'm not sure if that game is on Talk Sports in the UK on Sunday. Um, I'll, I'll find out. I've been um, if Big, if Big Red has more, anything to do with it. It'll, it'll be on. It'll be on the radio. More than likely, but yeah. Look, enjoy, enjoy that meetup uh, in London for those UK boys and for the Irish lads. Yeah, keep her lit, boys. These are flying. Keep her lit. Um, Saints Texans. I mean, Jeff. I I can't call this. I'll flip a coin and say the Texans. I think their offense will get the job done. Games in Houston. Um. Big game for them because we don't really know what's going to happen in the next game, which we're going to talk about in the second in this division. Texans have had a decent start to the season of two and three. Better than a lot of people thought they'd be. They've had some really good offensive performances. They need to keep going here now against a three and two Saints team that shut out the Patriots last week in Foxborough. I'm going to take the Texans. Yeah, you know, Mike, I think the Texans have done a great job. And I picked Bobby Slowick Jr., their offensive coordinator, as my assistant coach of the week. Last week on our NFL pro- podcast, uh, Inside the Huddle podcast with Neil Reynolds and I. But I just think that the Saints, really with their defense and, and you know, the weapons that they have on offense, I, I, I really think the Saints are a team that will be a playoff team as this thing unfolds. And I like the Saints in a close one in Houston. Mm, okay. The post-London curse. Is it real? Is it not real? Colts at the Jags. The last two games for the Jags have been victories. I talked about Shad Khan's beautiful moustache. Will the Colts, will the Jaguars march on, Jeff, and go to four and two in the season and really lay down the smack of on Gardner Minshew and the Colts? What a story. Gardner Minshew comes back into Jacksonville as the Colts quarterback after all of that back in the day. I'll take the Jags. Trevor Lawrence is class, boys. Unreal. You're talking about the Niners being the best team in the league. By a country mile at the moment, but this do not sleep in this Jags team. They've been fantastic the last two weeks. Is there a London hangover? Do you think, Jeff? Well, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Colts, and I'm going to take the Colts because you know what they've just gone through. Jaguars, a phenomenal achievement, right? First time they ever go over and stay two weeks, changed hotels, you know, 
all of the stuff that goes on with all of that, change practice facilities, change stadiums, all of it. Well, there's a cost that you pay for that. And then they had to fly back home. So I think that they're going to be mentally exhausted and physically tired. And I think that, you know, Garner Minshew has never gotten the credit that I think he deserves as a quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, he's got some weapons there in uh, Indianapolis. Just signed their running back back. They're, you know, this is a team that that is dangerous, the Indianapolis Colts. And I think they haven't. They go on the road in Jacksonville and get a win. Your man, Anthony Richardson, Jeff, was out for at least four weeks. Uh, Got to, to be honest with you, not going to see him in Frankfurt by the signs of it. Hopefully he gets better soon. You hope, Jeff, that he doesn't turn into like the next um, RG3. Because I think he's he's too talented not to. I'm worried about him turning into the next Andrew Luck. Because, you know, I watched a thing the other day on Andrew Luck. And the physical toll he paid to play in the national football. Andrew Luck would be 34 years old today if he was still playing. And if you ever listen to the podcast, that is the top. That's when you're at, should be as a quarterback, you should be at the top of your game. And he's been out of the league now for, I don't know how many years. And it's just because his body couldn't take the punishment anymore. I hope Anthony Richardson learns from that and learns how to slide, learns how to get down, learns how to protect himself and learns that this is not, even though you played in the sec, this isn't college boys anymore. This is grown ass man football. Did you, did, did you listen to the Luck podcast last year when it came out? No. Sensational. Six episodes. And highly recommend it and feel sorry for him. I think he was shafted personally. Uh, Jeff, the Panthers haven't won a game so far this season. They go to Miami this weekend. What do you, you know what? That trend will continue. And let me just say, let me just say this, by a big score. Are we talking Broncos, Dolphins, like sort of score? Are we talking like an NBA score line or what? Bro, there's only been six scores like that in the history of the National Football League. So 70, no. But I can see 40 real easy. I'll take minus 20 and a half in the handicap. Man, pan for stock at the minute. Did you, did you see Frank Reich's press conference this week? Yep. Wow. I mean, talk about looking for your P45. Like, straight up. Like, that is atrocious. Uh, Patriots at the Raiders. Bill Balachek against Josh McDaniels. Did you hear Robert Kraft's statement yesterday? No. Well, not, no, it wasn't a statement. But it was given to Jeff Ho. Jeff Ho. Basically, he has no fear in sacking Billy Balachek. And that's being confirmed. And the next few weeks are big in New England. I, Jeff, I, I'm going to go out in the record here, and I, I say this is Mac Jones' final game in the league as stucker. Well, that could be, Mike. You're talking about a guy that's been benched twice in the last yeah. two weeks. You know, but eventually, well, Jeff, eventually something has to give. They well, can't just keep starting them. Something's got to give. But what, you know, who are you going to put in? Zappia. Zappi. Zappi. So, yeah, Mike. I sometimes I. I you shock me, right? This this unbelievable disdain that you have for the Patriots, right? It comes right <laughs> through, it comes right through the screen, right? I have no disdain you want for the Patriots. No. Fired, like it, it's on a, you're like on a death watch. You want him <laughs> out, don't you? Admit it. Admit it to me. You want him out. 
as somebody that didn't support the Patriots, I respect the fact that they had one of the greatest teams of all time. I regret that I did not enjoy Tom Brady as much as I should have in his career. And I feel fortunate that I seen him play towards the end and we seen him win one more. I supported a different team and I continue to support different teams. I am enjoying the current situation that they're in. As a fan, analytically, I feel like as an analyst or influencer or whatever this situation is here, (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. Analytically, I feel like you can't just keep taking Mac Jones out and starting him and standing up every week and saying, yeah, we're not making any changes. Bring in Bailey Zappi. Bring him in for the crack. Why not? What have you got to lose? Go in and get him. Fire him in. Bring in the veteran. Job's a good one. Trey Lance, bring him in. Let's, let's, let's do it, lads. I'm telling you, I I think there'll be a different... like. If Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi is starting in Frankfurt in four weeks, four weeks this weekend, I'll be stunned. Give your man Sebastian a week call and see what see what they can do. I look if if they they're, they're three games off being five hundred, they need to they need to win this game against the Raiders. They'll not be in Vegas again this year. Let's put it that way. But I feel for Belichick in the sense of the short termism of sport generally. You know everything comes to an end. It should not be ending like this. But he's not. On, he's only himself to blame. He's a, he's the guy making decisions here. It's a joke. Bring somebody else in. Hell, bring Cam Newton back. <laughs> He'd do a better job than this at the minute. Are, are you telling me that Cam Newton wouldn't do a, a, a no. see him or not a better job no. than Mac Jones? No. Why not? No. He's he can't. He's over. He's done. It's over. Right. So, I, I like I say, it's fascinating to me, right? I, doing this podcast with you is really fun for me because it gives me the it gives me a window into the psyche of a fan, right? Because Mike, you can't, you just it's not like changing your underwear. You just don't throw one away and get another pair, right? I mean, it doesn't work that way. You got it's a way bigger thing than that, right? Now, I'm not a Mac Jones apologist at all, at all, and. Not, not not a Bill Belichick apologist at all. If you want to hold him accountable for where the Patriots are right now, hold him accountable, which is what I think Kraft is going to do at some point, right? Yeah. But, like, it's, it's, it's sport. This is sport. That's why I love this. This is sport because they were on top for so long, right? Like, you know, Man U, like the Yankees, like, you know, the – Lakers, like, and so when they fall, when they come off the pedestal, fans love nothing more than to celebrate. You know, it's like the king is dead. Long live the king, right? We want to crown the next king while we, while, while we, you know, I won't even, yeah. I won't even use, I won't even use the, the, the analogy that I was going to make. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's what makes sport great though. We're talking about a guy that once resigned with a, a napkin as well. This is the thing. Like, look, I feel like if this is if this is the end, I feel like coming out and saying this is the end and this is the final year would maybe give Belichick more of a better send-off than losing 13 games and fans turning on him, but actually giving him an opportunity to thank him for what he's done 
I feel that if Kraft is telling reporters this now, he's already made a decision in his mind. Personally, for me, selfishly, I want to be in a press room with him in four weeks. I want to ask him a question. That's where I'm at right now. And I, at the minute, the way they're playing, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have the Raiders winning this game and going to 500 in the season, which is even worse because the Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos for me. Uh, and the Chargers obviously have the Cowboys. But certainly, Jeff, if they go to one and five, and there's one guy we haven't even mentioned there, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He was, he was meant to come in and fix this whole situation. Now, granted, you know, <laughs> Mac Jones and the crop of receivers and guys that he has around him is not like, you know, Gronkowski, never mind half the other guys he had, like Brady had, but it's it's not the hard of Globetrotters. I understand that, but something has to give and something has to give very quickly. This is not like Denver where people just don't turn up or like LA where people don't have to care because there's different sports. This is New England. This is Boston. This is Massachusetts. People care. This is their livelihood. They love the they love the Patriots. But let's be frank here, for people listening. There's a lot of Irish people listening to this. The Patriots were mediocre before Tom Brady. For in in the in the eighties, they were not a big franchise, and they'll not go back to those depths again. But they'll come back. I just don't think it's going to happen with the current situation. But if it's the end of an era, it, I think it should be celebrated, Jeff. I think Belichick should be celebrated, and. Um, what a ride. I'll look back at it in 50 years and go, Jesus, that was a good crack. Do you remember Jeff was arguing with me on YouTube? Yeah. What's YouTube? A child will say in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, 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 I agree with you that the Raiders are going to win the football game. Now, let me just qualify that with, you saw the Raider game, I hope, last week. I did. And you talk about, I mean, a couple. Spillane has two interceptions. One of them clanks off of a guy's shoulder pad and flies six yards to him, and he catches it in his stomach. Right, and the other one, I have no idea what the quarterback is looking at because he throws it right into his chest. Right. So, will Mac Jones do those same things? I don't like. I don't know because recent history tells me one of the problems with the Patriots is they can't block anybody. And I mean nobody. So they can't they can't pass protect and they can't run block. Well, that's a bad combination when you got a struggling quarterback and a wide receiver core that isn't very good. So I'm going to give the Raiders the nod in this one. We've got about six minutes to roll through five games. Um, very quickly, John, our Raiders game. Are, are you enjoying Don Whelan with the Packers? You see much of him at all, or? I, you know, I have watched him a little bit. I just think it's such a great story. We got an Irish kid playing. I just think it's fantastic. Up the wheeling. Uh, he's probably the best player at the moment. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the football. Lions at Bucks. Four and one Lions team going in against a three and one Brady Bucks team. Okay. Five and one Lions. Is it, is it Jeff's lock of the week? No, but it's, it's pretty close. Well, it's Michael's lock of the week. Five and one Lions. They're going to rout them. And Baker Mayfield's going to be walking around in his retro jersey going, oh dear. Cardinals at the Rams. I don't know what like the, the Cardinals put up a far better show than what that than what the box score showed last week, in my opinion, against Cincinnati. The Rams at the Rams. This is the big game for the Rams trying to bounce back at the five hundred. I'll take the Rams to win this game at home to go three and three in the season and give them a bit of a path to grow. But I wouldn't be surprised the Cardinals win this Jeff on Sunday night. 
No, I think the Cardinals are nicked up and the Rams are getting healthier. So I'm going to take the Rams. Okay, that was quick, and I like that. Eagles-Jets. The game is in New Jersey. I'm not going to say New York because it's not New York. Well, I don't care whether it's in New York, New Jersey, uh, New Braunfels, Texas, right? New, 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 Iberia, Texas. New Iberia, Louisiana, you know, French New Guinea. I don't care. It, it don't matter. <laughs> no matter what new you go to, they are going to whoop the dog stew out of the Jets. <laughs> I have to say, if somebody is flying back on Sunday night, outside of like the Lions and Bucks, this is a shocking late window, and I'm very happy. This is brilliant. I'm not going to miss anything. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Eagles as well. Jeff, what what a game! You know, we have waited for 32 minutes to talk about this game. The Buffalo Bills, back from London, are hosting the New York Giants in Sunday night football. What what a game, Jeff! What a game! I'm taking the bills by 30. You know what? It's crazy to me, Mike. This is this is how it's football is so incredible, right? Six months ago, we would have said the New York Giants, and I think you'd have got a lot of people say this. The New York Giants are a going to be a playoff contender. They're doing the right things. They're bringing in the right guys. They're making the right moves. They got the right head coach. They paid the quarterback with smart move. And now the New York Giants have become everybody's get right game right and this is this is a get right game for the bills the bills will get right after that big disappointing loss to jacksonville in london against a new york team that can't block in the offensive line and protect the quarterback a quarterback that can't you know he has zero pocket awareness right or at least exhibits zero pocket pocket it's very unlikely he's going to even be playing you know like this is so I think they got, you know, two chances. There are two chances that the Giants win this game. Slim and none. And Slim just left town. I was going to say food poison and what else, Jeff? Uh, Tyrod Taylor is the backup quarterback. Matt Breida, the backup running back in New York. I just hope they're not stupid enough to fire Brian Dable. Let's talk about that on Monday night. Let, 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 we need to go back into the Patriots Monday night big time after that conversation. I was not being a fan. I was being analytical. They're a disaster. I've wrote a 1,000-word article on it today. We're, we're coming to the end of that. We'll talk about it Monday night. I'm taking the bills by fairly. <laughs> uh, talking about Monday night, es lunes, es Monday. <laughs> Cowboys at the Chargers in the biggest game of the week, Jeff. I can't wait to put that video on a Monday night again. Uh, shout out. I'm going to get him on the podcast, 100%. I'm going to get John Sutcliffe on on Monday night live on this podcast if it's the thing that kills me. And you can ask him questions in Spanish. Because for people that aren't aware, Jeff's got good Espanol. Donde estas? Un poquito. Más o menos. Un poquito. Más o menos. More or less. More or less. A little. Mi, mi casa es tu casa. Sí. Sí. Um, Nova Mas. Perdóname? Nova Mas. ¿Qué es Nova? It means no more bets in English. Oh, nada más. Nada más, amigo. Buena suerte. Anyway, Cowboys Chargers. It's a hard I'm game to choose. I'm going to say this, right? The, the Cowboys being the Cowboys, right? They will go out there and they will win the game 
And then everybody's going to jump right back on the bandwagon and they're going to get these, they're going to get these unrealistic beliefs that they're going to the Super Bowl, and then they'll come out and they'll break our hearts again sooner or later. My friend Fred Flunk is like they had to take the laces out of his shoes, had to take his belt away, had to take all the sharp objects out of the kitchen drawers at his house because he was I mean, he he was so down after the last cowboy performance. They got to come back and win this game just so that they can do it again to all the Cowboy fans. I'm going to have to add it to the studio. <laughs> well, shout out to Fred, because just to end this podcast, I'm taking the cow- I'm taking the Chargers, by the way. Just to end the Picks podcast, Fred said, McCarthy and Dak under pressure if they lose Sunday. They'll be under big pressure if they lose Sunday because it's Monday night football. <laughs> Monday night. Right, Jeff? That's, that's our week six picks. Or week six picks. Can you get us out of here? I'm going to start talking about the questions. Enjoy your football this weekend. And from all of us at the Jeff Reinbold Show, aloha. Aloha.